Hello, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360. Today we're speaking with Dr. Thomas File, who is a professor of internal medicine at Northeast Ohio Medical University, chair of the Infectious Disease Division at Summa Health System in Akron, Ohio, and a recent past president of the Infectious Diseases Society of America. He recently presented findings from a study on lefamulin at CHEST 2021. Let's listen in as he answers our burning questions. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. File. To start, can you give us an overview of the study on efficacy of lefamulin? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, the purpose of our study was to investigate the efficacy and safety of this novel antimicrobial agent, lefamulin, uh, in patients with community-acquired pneumonia based on the presence of uh, multilobar infiltrates, since we know the evidence suggests that uh, multilobar uh, pneumonia can be associated with decreased clinical outcomes. So we did a, a post hoc analysis of two randomized clinical trials comparing lefamulin uh, with moxifloxacin. One was a IV to oral uh, study and the other was just oral. Uh, anyway, we found that uh, one third uh, of the patients had a multilobar pneumonia. These patients were more likely to be older, uh, have a history of uh, lung disease or a more severe infection as uh, scored by the PORT score than patients who just had unilobar uh, pneumonia. And the bottom line, we found that uh, lefamulin efficacy was high for patients with unilobar or multilobar pneumonia and comparable to that with uh, moxifloxacin and had, had similar uh, side effect profile. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so how can these uh, key take-home messages, uh, the findings from your study, uh, be implemented in clinical practice? Lefamulin is FDA-approved for community-acquired bacterial pneumonia. Well, lefamulin is a novel antimicrobial uh, agent and has a different mechanism of action uh, than other uh, antimicrobial agents used to treat uh, pneumonia. And therefore, it's active against many uh, resistant organisms associated with uh, community-acquired pneumonia. It belongs to what we call the pleural mutilin class and works by binding to the peptidyl transferase center of the 50S ribosome, which then inhibits bacterial protein synthesis. And therefore, the probability of cross-resistance to other antibiotics, such as beta-lactams, macrolides, tetracyclines, and even the fluoroquinolones, uh, is very low, and it has a potent activity against all the key uh, pathogens associated with uh, community-acquired pneumonia, um, such as pneumococcus, haemophilus, moraxella, and the typical pathogens. But interestingly, it has low activity against uh, enterobacteriaceae, uh, or such as the uh, gram-negative bacilli that are in the gut flora and anaerobes, and therefore it's likely to have minimal effect uh, on the gut microbiome, uh, and that can be helpful uh, as well. Uh, so lefamulin provides an additional option to, to treat uh, community-acquired pneumonia. It's a nice IV to oral uh, class of a drug uh, that provides targeted antimicrobial activity, as I just said, and therefore provides an additional option to therapy, particularly in patients who may not tolerate or be able to be treated with the usual antibiotics, such as macrolides, beta-lactams, or even fluoroquinolones. Absolutely. Um, so then what is the next step in your research regarding lefamulin or uh, treatments for CAP? Right. I think uh, there are several new 
research that are going on with the treatment of uh, community fire pneumonia that's going to be very helpful in the future. And let me just focus on, on a few, Amanda. One is that uh, right now we're going through what I'm going to call sort of a increased logarithmic <laughs> new advances in molecular diagnostic methods. And this is going to allow us, I think, more rapidly to identify pathogens associated with community-acquired pneumonia and perhaps give more specific therapy when we evaluate these patients initially. Also, we're becoming more aware of the significance of what I'm going to call the lung microbiome. I mean, we used to think that the lung areas was devoid of a bacteria, but now we know that there are uh, bacteria that are part of the lung microbiome. And when we disrupt that, there could be inflammation, which can be associated with uh, symptoms such as pneumonia. So this is going to be very important going uh, forth uh, for new research. And then the other, I think, very important aspect will be a research uh, going on concerning the host response and how we can potentially modify uh, the host response and uh, maybe using coadjuvants uh, such as steroids and other adjuvants uh, that may be helpful in addressing the host response. And maybe the use of biomarkers such as procalcitonin and proadrenomedulin, which is a peptide, which can be associated with uh, increased uh, assessment of, of patients but by virtue of their host response. And, and therefore, this can be helpful in our future treatment and how we monitor patients with uh, community-acquired pneumonia. Great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. File. And for our listeners, you can click the links below for more content on community-acquired pneumonia. Thank you for listening.